0: Hey my name's Emma.
1: Hey, my name's Maddie.
0: And you're listening to the Pilot's Pandemic.
1: Got gut issues cuz Emma and I sure do. I have an issue with high sugar foods and anything with added preservatives, and Emma has a whole ass gluten intolerance, so We struggle with finding tasty treats, but thank the heavens for Abby Nola because it has been a lifesaver when we want a sweet treat fix without all the gut bombs that high gluten foods like cookies and cakes give us. Abby
0: Nola has a chocolate granola that is made with lupini beans, so it's gluten-free and only has one gram of sugar, leaving our sweet tooth satisfied and our tummies feeling perfectly fine.
1: You guys, you can head over to abby-foods.com or the Instagram account at abby under slash foods under slash co for your granola fix turned tasty treat fix you'll also find all kinds of recipes to try out so you'll get never get bored with abby Nola. use code pilots pandemic for 15% off your order of abby Nola.
0: Hey, y'all. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Pilots Pandemic
1: Podcast. What is going on,
0: everyone? It's been, like, what, a month?
1: I know. It feels like forever, even though we're talking every day behind the scenes.
0: Yep, that's right. You heard the woman. We're doing a lot that y'all don't see, hence our excuse for not being present the past three weeks. We really did try. Um, Maddie and I attempted once to record this, and we were unsuccessful. Um, We thought that maybe it would be a good idea to celebrate the end of the year and everything that's come to fruition for us um, through some drinks. And (laughs) everything was rolling really smoothly until that second drink mark. And Maddie and I basically lost our minds. So (laughs) you cannot give us alcohol and expect us to talk about this subject because we are obviously way too fucking passionate about it. But... (laughs) Here we are. That is why we didn't have an episode last week. And again, honestly, I just couldn't even do the work to edit that episode. And like Maddie said, we've done so much. So many things have been happening. Um, this has been a big past two months for us. I I know that we're going to get into it, but if you've been following us on Instagram, you know that we attended the NTSB Mental Health and Aviation Roundtable. Um, the Nonprofit PMHC pilot mental health campaign that Maddie and I are on the board of was formally invited to speak. We got Lila, we had Ann speak, we had um, Troy oh, we had Troy speak, who we will be having on the podcast. He has really awesome story um but he is one of our players on pmhc as well as oh goodness lord we had billy was there which billy's been on the podcast he's not part of the organization but he has been on the
1: pod um and, and B- dr brent blue was there as well who's also been on the podcast and then um the founder of pmhc brian uh who who is also there to speak um on the third panel i think it was set so- yeah. up Yeah. So it was, it was a huge day.
0: It was a long day. It was a good day. Um, I honestly, I like, (sighs) I have chills thinking about it now. Um, it was, I know Maddie could probably use her words a little bit better than me right now. Um, but to come together all like that and to meet all these people that Maddie and I have been speaking to for the past three years, like, just to be able to shake these people's hands, give them a hug, then to sit in this room with so many people that have like-minded ideas or passionate about the same thing. Um, It was a really, really magical day. The, The day after was as magical. We got to, we were basically on the Hill all day talking to congressional staffers. That was super exciting. So, I mean, and then on top of all of that this week, or was it last week? Last week, Maddie and I were published in the Washington Post.
1: Yes. Like, that is such a huge deal, which we're going to touch on later. But like, like you said, it's been like such a huge, like, amount of stuff happening for us that has like, obviously, a lot of positive things going on around it. But um, it's almost like surreal. It almost feels like, oh, my gosh, you can't believe like this is happening I almost feel like I don't deserve it. You know, like we have just had the opportunity to be in rooms that we never thought that we'd be in. And, um, but then I look back and I think, wow, we've done a lot of work. Like together, Em and I have slaved away on this podcast. Um, we always say we don't get paid for this, and we would do this work. Um, free of charge for the rest of our lives, I'm sure. Uh, but it is a labor of love. And so I have to remember like we've put on a lot a lot of time to get to where we've gotten. Um, and I'm just happy to see that um, the spirit of collaboration is alive. Like I feel like that was what the message was from the round table. Everyone was very much like, I want to collaborate with you and work with you and teamwork makes the dream work and I feel like that was not the message you know two years ago when we started everyone was kind of like I don't want to talk about this and just like hide behind you know their organization and now everyone's coming out and speaking on mental health and I don't know I just it was a very different energy at the round table what do you do you like agree with that like what was your your take from it? Oh,
0: this has done like a complete 180. Um, I mean, where we started versus how the attitude, the shift is now, today, as we stand, night and day difference. Um, I mean, it was literally like pulling teeth to get people to collaborate or speak with us or to share their stories. And I'm so thankful for the people that came around in the beginning to get that ball rolling because- that really instilled that, okay, well, they told their story. I want to tell mine. And without that, we wouldn't be here today. But again, it was a very painstaking process to get where we are. Um, But it is so refreshing to see everyone just start to become so vocal. Um, It's really rewarding. And money can't buy that.
1: No, I... Uh... I don't know. I'm so happy that we got to do this together. That's another thing that I really love is that we got to do it together and we've always like stayed by each other's side and fought for each other and never like chased after like fame or clout or anything like that. Like we've always bonded over like this is we need to make change and that takes us being a team to do it. Um, and I don't think a lot of people can say that about themselves. Um, and I love that we're two women like doing this together. It's like an amazing feeling, really.
0: Yeah. Well, and your personal journey has been, and I know we're going to like interview each other and we'll get to that, but your personal journey has just been insane to me, Maddie, Um, to watch you start as like, you know, you knew about aviation. You had like that baseline understanding but to watch you become like a literal expert on this subject in six months to a year when you were living that through like a third person's perspective is fucking insane and something to be respected um and then to also watch you develop this love and passion for aviation now you're going after it yourself you're a student pilot you're gonna be a private pilot soon it's just I don't know. Your transformation has been really, really exciting. And watching you blossom into this woman has just been fantastic. And there's no other person that I would rather do this with. Like, It really does take you and I both holding each other up and supporting each other to do this. I mean, I said it in my Instagram post. I would not be able to do this if it weren't for you. I just would not have the confidence. You've believed in me and believed in my story since day one. And that has helped me and through that you've helped so many people so i love you mad dog um you're my you. bitch
1: <laughs> you're so sweet <laughs> oh man um no like i think like i'm going to tell how we first met since this is like we were going to do some interview questions but um I think, like, when I first met you, I didn't really understand, like, the force and of your story and the impact that it would have on me. Honestly, I didn't realize, like, what I was going into when we first podcasted together. I just knew that I wanted to spread the message of uh, aviation wellness and quality of life. Like, that was, like, one of my big things I remember. Um, and I've always been that way. And then hearing your story about your dad and your uncle and you being who you are, um, very compelling storyteller. Um, and I don't think that you do that just like through practice, but like, honestly, I think it's just one of those skills that you have. Like you're able to get people to honestly feel how you feel just by telling your story and being who you are. So, um, I think that that day when you told your story, like that, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, holy shit. Like, I am feeling what Emma's feeling right now. And also just because we have that unique thing where we both lost our fathers. Um, And I think that also drove it home for me. Like you needed help and I wanted to help you Um, because it is a huge undertaking.
0: But that like grief helped you tap in and not to cut you off. But I have to, I had to say that because that is another thing that I think allowed you to resonate with my story and all of our guests and the people that we have spoken to through this whole journey. The reason you're able to resonate with these people is because you have lost so much. Um, you know, your, your life, you have had to grieve. And when you lose someone, it just, we say it all the time, but it, it totally changes the way that you perceive life. It changes the way that you form relationships and build bonds with people. So yeah, that's a huge part of it.
1: Yeah. And it's just been like, ever since we met, I think it's been so much fun just like building our relationship, our friendship. And now like, I basically we're like sisters. Um, I think that's one like special thing that has come out of us doing this work. Like, even though it's been so difficult to to know like how the medical system is and how much change it needs to needs to happen for it to be better and all the people that have been affected by it, like knowing that we have each other and like the bond that we have, like is what, Honestly, like drives me to keep going. Love you,
0: baby. I love you. Okay, so I have to say, like, my first um, thoughts of you when we first met. I just have to say, I was so intimidated. I was like, damn, <laughs> that's a woman. that is a grown woman and she is not here to do any of my little goo goo ga ga little baby games Um, (laughs) because okay so I don't know why but in the beginning of all of this time zones were incredibly hard for me to comprehend and I would get my time zones like backwards and uh, for some reason I woke up and I thought I thought I was fine but then I I was overthinking the situation and then I reversed my time and thought that I had overshot our meeting. So I texted you and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so sorry. This these time zones, I got myself totally confused. I'm sending you a link right now." And you go, "Haha, LOL, girl, we don't record for another 3 hours." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh, ooh. Oh, and I was like, damn, she's going to think I'm not on top of my shit. Oh, God. Like, I don't know why, but from day one, like, I felt the need to, like, impress you. But I've always been like that. Okay, I'm a people pleaser. That's just part Mm -hmm. of my personality. But I've always surrounded myself with, like, I've always had older friends. My friends have always been older than me. I just, I like it that way. You know what I mean? But I think (laughs) it is always helped me, like, strive to, like, get on their level, be mature, be be cool, just be cool. Um, And I don't know, I, I just felt that, like, big sister energy from you. I was like, dang, this is somebody who I really, I don't know, I and I didn't even know you that well, but I just admired you and I respected you. I knew what you had gone through with your dad and, like, how he had passed, and that was something that, I couldn't even understand I lost my dad, but not in that way. And I, I was like, damn, okay. I really, really like and respect this person. Um, But it intimidated me for sure. I think I just really wanted to impress you. And then the more and more that I talked to you, I was like, okay, yes. Like, this is a boss woman. This is a boss lady, but <laughs> this girl is just like me. Like, I love this person. Um, And I remember like within a week or two of me asking you if you wanted to do the podcast, like we were calling each other and talking all the time. And yep. I don't know why, but it we just had all the same thoughts. We were on the same page, and I don't know. I love that, but I'm always, I've always been a little bit intimidated by you. That's why I love you so much, <laughs> is because you keep me on my toes. You're that that
1: Scorpio energy, mama. Oh, you do like games, then? Yes, you mix a little game a little a little uh, cat and uh, mouse yes because Maddie
0: (laughs) is like a professional 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 woman you've always been that way like even from the beginning you've just always been so professional so I don't know I just that's definitely the first opinion that I got of you and I still feel that exact same way but it's different it's like you definitely have become that like Big sister role to me, not because you're older than me, but just because you're wise.
1: I don't know. (laughs) And I know that we're sisters because, like, when we stayed together in DC, like, okay, if anybody knows Emma and I, like, Emma is a fucking night owl, could stay up for days, can't sleep. And I am the opposite. I'm like, I need my sleep. I need to be in bed by like 9 p.m. So when we were in DC, I was getting anxiety because like it was 11 o'clock at night and I'm not even in bed yet and Emma's still talking on to our other person that was in our room and I'm like I just look at her and she she just knows like we just know each other so well now that like I look at her and I'm like dude I'm about to go AWOL if you guys don't go to bed and she's like okay. (laughs) Yeah, literally no and
0: the funniest part was i i told you okay and then i was like all right i'm gonna be real motherfucking quiet (laughs) and then i tripped over something and then me and the other person started (laughs) and you the the covers like fly around and you're like I'm telling you right now, I'm getting intense anxiety. And if y'all don't go to bed, I'm going to be really angry in the morning. And I was like, okay, And like, you could tell the other person was like, oh, my God, she's mad at us. I was like, that bitch can get the fuck over it. (laughs) I'll shut the fuck up
1: eventually. (laughs) oh it's so funny though because um i think you can you and i could probably get in like a yelling fight and then the next morning it's like like siblings like you know like the next you fight and the next morning it's fine again like you're like what what the fuck ever whatever yeah
0: no literally i know (laughs) It,
1: it is it's that's
0: part of our flow though but we're both two very passionate people so i feel like We understand that like when we're emotional about something, obviously there's going to be passion involved, but that works. That just works. Also, I know at the end of the day, you love me. Um, so it's like, (laughs) I know that if you were mad at me, like my number one concern would more or less be like, okay, like, how do I make it right? Not, oh my God, she's mad at me. We're not going to be friends. Like, okay, well, how do we recover from this? Yeah. Yeah, no, I was not that mad. Oh, no, not at all. That shit was funny as hell to me. I was like, okay, (laughs) okay, rolling my eyes. Also, the next "Mm -hmm." morning
1: was our congressional meetings. I will say that. And you know me and, like, my performance. Like, I'm like, I need to be on my A game. I need my sleep. I need to look good. I need to say the right thing. And that's all I was worried about. I was like, oh, God, we have all these meetings tomorrow, and I need to sleep for that. See, and
0: meanwhile, my anxiety like works in the opposite direction where like, even though I need to go to bed, my anxiety is like, no, stay up. Think about it. Like ruminate (laughs) on it. Think about the worst possible situation that could happen. Now run through that 800 times until (laughs) you fall asleep. Yep, (laughs) And then wake up in an hour or two from now thinking about the same thought with rapid, rapid running heart. Um, (laughs) yeah, that's, that's anxiety. <laughs> you heard it here, <laughs> okay. So favorite memory together these past few years. I'll say mine first. obviously, yeah, I was like you go first because I can't remember our first son and fun was like, I have fomo over our first son and fun because we had so much fun. Like mm-hmm. that was a blast. Um. Second favorite, obviously, it's near and dear, close to my heart, and it's was also this year, and we're talking about this year, so I'll just say it. My trip to Washington um, was fucking amazing i've been wanting to come visit you for a really long time and we made it happen this year and then it was my birthday i got engaged it was like a quadruple amount of things but just the experience of like going to visit you seeing your town staying at your house like seeing your things i don't know that was like the highlight of my year i got to like be in your world for a little bit so that was very cool for me
1: mine like well i'm going to say i did meet emma's mother Shelby the all-star superstar queen b lasco and i met her in one of the most iconic ways emma do you want to tell that story
0: yeah why not <laughs> so It is like super late. And I was like, mom, I really, okay. So we like, we're doing this whole carpool situation. Lots of things are happening. I'm like, mom, I need you to pick me up here. As we are pulling in, my mom is pulling in and keep in mind, my mom has been begging for like almost two weeks. Like I had mentioned slightly, like in a very like quiet, (laughs) slight manner that there was a slight possibility that Maddie would have to come home with me if she couldn't get on her flight in DC. Well, all my mom has talked about for the past two weeks is, is Maddie coming? Has she checked the flights out of Raleigh? Well, maybe she should just come with you and then just fly out of Raleigh. Well, is Maddie going to come? It's all I fucking heard. So when I told my mom (laughs) that Maddie was coming... This woman, I've never seen her so excited. I honestly got jealous. I was like, okay, bet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We pull in and my mom is pulling in at the same freaking time as us. And she didn't hit us, but a car, she rolled through a parking spot. And I'll give her this. She hasn't gotten into an accident in 15 years, knock on wood, until this night. Just rolled through that parking spot, bam, right into another car and every we're like sitting in the car and uh maddie and the other person are like oh my god that person just hit somebody and i'm like that's my mom
1: (laughs) that's shelby i'm like oh that's
0: shelby (laughs) and she gets out and my mom is honestly a fucking character she's holding her wiener dog she's in like a really nice dress my mom dresses really nice she has a really nice freaking car she always just looks very bougie she comes out and she's like huh well damn it I mean I haven't gotten into a wreck in like 15 years so I guess I
1: guess it's okay I was like oh, oh my god she comes out and she's like waving her Um, is it like her insurance around she's like it yeah. was my fault <laughs> <laughs> And it was so funny, too, because as soon as you were like that, Shelby, I was like, this is like so iconic that I'm meeting your mom in this way. Like, I honestly wouldn't have had it any other way.
0: I know it was really, um, I don't know, just like such a bam. Welcome to the Lasco family. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what it's like to be in this family. There's always something happening at all times. Yeah, no. So that was um. That's that like, was a real treat. I think I have was. more anxiety over that than my mom does. And my mom's <laughs> like, ah, oh, well, whatever. <laughs> like, okay, girl. Until
1: the next morning. Oh,
0: until the next morning when she was like, oh, dang. Oh, wow. We looked <laughs> at it and like the, the sun comes up, you see everything with fresh eyes and you're like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay I was telling her I was like your your car ate that mom like your car ate it like it's really not that bad it's really not that bad try not to get her upset before bed (sighs) she woke up the next morning yeah I don't think it was as sweet the next morning as it was that night but um especially with us leaving too which is also sad for her so like not only did she have to digest her car but she also had to digest me leaving and then also you leaving so what a day for her (laughs)
1: okay that'll forever live in my memory now is probably one of my core memories of the lasco family yeah no that's a good one i'm
0: glad we touched on that um (laughs) 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 all right what has doing this type of work taught you now this is interesting i'll
1: be curious your answer because i haven't even thought of my answer for this um I know these are like I haven't really thought about it either I was like I'll answer it like on the go mine I think okay so one thing that I do know like this work has taught me is like not everything is what it seems and be patient
0: okay good answer mine is a lot pettier Um, (laughs) not everyone is here for the right reasons, and not everyone is who they seem.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Period. I like that.
1: <laughs> that's that's the real raw truth, though.
0: I mean, it is. I, that's one thing, and we won't go too in detail on it. But Maddie and I have encountered some some dirty, dirty people, and I feel like that's just the name of this game. Anytime you are talking about anything that's like has a slight air of like, you can receive some type of fame or clout or anything out of this, you're going to have people that are drawn to it for that exact reason. Unfortunately, we've encountered those people. Um, so I think for me, definitely like just on a serious note, like not everyone has good intentions. They may say they have good intentions, but they don't. And I naively coming into this thought, Oh God, well, if this person is supportive, like, about such a sensitive subject they must be a good person and unfortunately we learned the hard way that that is not always true so
1: yeah yeah I think you and I always come at things like as like just honest and like real and like I am so trusting I and then it always busts (laughs) so now like I've learned to like you know don't trust everything that that people tell you um and just be cautious Yeah. Being
0: reserved. I don't know. It's like lead with your heart, but also just like know that not everyone else does. Um, okay. So last little question for you and I, um, what is one piece of advice you'd give someone that you've been, now that you've been advocating for a few years, some wise words that you would share with them after knowing what you know now? me first you first all
1: right I will say that advocating is um exhausting work but it also is so rewarding um and if someone asked me like I think it's funny because like when I tell people what I do they're like you don't make money doing that and I'm like no and for them, that's like hard to understand, but like the purpose of me doing this is to change the system and that doesn't come by just like idly standing by. So, um, if you're just starting advocating, um, I think be patient and persistent, which is kind of what I said earlier, like be patient. And I say that because advocate, advocating for this thing, it, it's takes a lot of persistence and time and uh it's it doesn't come easy like change doesn't come easy so you have to be patient like and i think em and i have known that from the beginning we've both said it like we know this is going to maybe take a decade for things to change so um don't go all in all at once i think the reason that we've been able to sustain our efforts is because we've realized like hey we do need a mental health day we do need to take a break um because this is something that we'll be doing for a while and so we don't want to do do it all at once we want to be persistent and consistent so that's I guess my advice
0: well that is pretty much the same advice I was going to give especially like like don't burn yourself out like don't I don't know I I don't want people to like get all this passion and then like Work, 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 work really hard for like one month and then completely burn themselves out and then they don't even touch the thing again. And I've also seen that happen. And there's no ill intention there, but you do have to protect your peace a little bit um, when it comes to this kind of stuff. You got to protect your own energy. This is heavy subject matter. It's not easy subject matter to speak about um we know that the aviation industry were a bunch of know-it-alls and we (laughs) critique each other more than i feel like any other industry under the entire sun um maybe the only other like career would be like acting i don't even know like (laughs) we just go for each other and that is very hard so when you're talking about such intense subject matter you want to be right um you want to be persistent all of those things can make it and also you're talking about mental health and there are people's stories that it'll take it out of you um what me and maddie talk about on the daily is not for the faint of heart so you know one small steps small persistent steps if it's posting once a week every week is better than Posting every single day of the week for however long that lasts you. And then you're going to realize, oh, my God, I hate this. I hate my life right now. I'm freaking miserable and I'm crippled with anxiety. Um, Let mm-hmm. me just quit. I'm going to completely put this down and I'm never going to pick it up again. So just protect your peace, protect your energy. Rome was not built in a day. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So oh now we're going to talk about the round table event and we touched on it a little bit in the beginning. So we're going to touch on some of the speakers that were invited from PMHC to speak. Um, As we had mentioned, Ann Hauser, Brent Blue, who's been on our podcast, uh, Billy Hoffman, Brian Baumhoff, um, all of these folks, not everyone who spoke, but almost all of them have been on the podcast. So we will let you know what episodes those are so you can tune in and listen. So, yeah, we're the two people. We're going to go over two people that haven't been on the podcast is why I say that. So let me just open up my little piece of paper right
1: here. One second. If you guys hear us ruffling papers, it's just the biographies are all listed on a little handout we got. Um, yeah.
0: So there were two folks that spoke on the first panel that... We hadn't heard their stories before. We had never connected with them, and their stories just impacted me in in a really deep way. By deep, I mean like literally bawling my eyes out. Um. So the first one was Tim Sisk, who I hope we can have the pleasure of having on the podcast because his story, um, really really touched me. So Tim Sisk is a principal is principal operations inspector at the FAA um so one of their own spoke at this event which was very eye opening um honestly kind of bone chilling what this guy went up and said i mean takes some real courage everyone to be able to speak about these things takes courage but i was just blown away um by the things that he said knowing who he is employed by so it says from Tim's earliest memories, he knew he wanted to be a pilot. In pursuit of his passion, he obtained two aviation degrees from the University of Central Missouri, where he was he was a certified flight instructor for a Part 141 flight school and also earned his airframe and power plant certifications. During his career, he was he has worked on aircraft, he has worked as an aircraft mechanic, specializing in avionics insulation. A flight instructor in airplanes and helicopters, and a pilot for various types of Part 91 operations. In 2019, he joined the Federal Aviation Administration as a safety and aviation safety inspector, and now serves as a principal operations inspector for a wide variety of air carriers. Flipping pages commercial operators, and air agencies. In addition, he performs aircraft incident and legal charter operations investigations. His role in the FAA has given him a wealth of experience in safety risk management and risk-based decision-making. So that is Tim's background. Um, Obviously, I don't want to blow the whole thing, and I wish we had a transcript of the NTSB event, but I did want to mention... Everything from that day is now on YouTube. You can watch all of it. Yes, it's six hours, break it into one hour chunks. That's your Netflix for the week. It, I mean, if you want to know, you want to know. Uh, there was some really, really juicy, juicy things that were said, especially in this first panel. Um, again, why Tim's story really shocked me was because he has been in. Just an arduous battle with the FAA trying to get his medical back. And to the point of just, okay, for example, he was asked to provide paperwork from the VA to the FAA. And the mic drop moment was him mentioning that he's never served, um, never been in the military. So why would he need to provide VA records? Like that? I, I honestly the entire crowd gagged gagged mm-hmm. I, yeah. I like that was another thing is like which w- I, I don't know just watching people's faces during these people's speeches was nuts because a lot of what these people folks had to say was um intense but forgive me I cannot remember all of the details about Tim's story we digested so much that day but I really advise you to at least go back and Fair minimum watch the first panel
1: yeah the i feel like the first panel was like the pilot's pandemic like but in real time because everybody was telling their story about their issues with the air medical system so Tem story like everyone who spoke on that panel was amazing um i'll tell you guys who the panelists were real quick but i'm also going to read one of the excerpts from the panelists um so there was stephanie day troy merritt tim sisk lila stein Dr. Ann Sa, who's Joan Hauser's mom, um, and those were the six or five panelists that were on the first panel together. Um, So the one that I really loved because Emma and I had not met um, this person, her name was Stephanie Day. So she was a flight attendant from Horizon Air, which is where I worked when I was an airline employee. So as soon as she said Horizon, I was like, well, I'm cute." in. Um, but her story was like so compelling and the way she told it and the way that she was able to like include the crowd really made it like even more amazing. So, um, I'll give you guys the excerpt of her. It's kind of long, but I think it plays into like who she is and her story. And, um, she also may come on the podcast. Um, Emma and I are supposed to be speaking with her later this month, but, um, so the excerpt goes, Stephanie Day, mother of four and a seasoned flight attendant with 25 years at Horizon Air, embarked on what would become a challenging journey to transition from the cabin to the cockpit. Driven by her passion for flying, she began flight training in 2015. As she inched closer to soloing, she was faced with earning her medical certificate. She knew if she was honest, she would be denied because of past mental health and substance use issues. Feeling defeated, she halted her training. Fearing her dreams were shattered. Seeking support and wanting to be of service to others, Stephanie became an Association of Flight Attendants Employee Assistance Program representative and attended the annual Flight Attendant Drug and Alcohol Program conference in 2016. This experience, coupled with her recommitment to recovery, propelled her back on track. Sober since September 2016 and medication-free, Stephanie felt healthier than ever and in January of 2020, submitted her first medical certification request. Um, one of the things that I wanted to know is when she did bring her um, her medical cert- certification stuff up and how she dealt with the FAA and all of her paperwork and all of her time she spent um, going back and forth with the FAA. So she brought all that paperwork. It was like a massive stack. It was probably like six, six inches thick, I think. And she said that she brought it to... The round table sat it on the desk in front of her and then told everyone in the audience like this is all of the paperwork that i have been in contact with the faa and sent back and forth to the faa and everyone was like again gagged like just insane um so the rest of her story goes six months after submitting and once again at the point of soloing in her flight training Stephanie received a denial letter from the FAA. Devastated by the FAA's decision, she pivoted direction and returned to school. Stephanie is pursuing a bachelor's degree in aeronautical science set to complete in January 2024. Her capstone project delves into the human intervention motivation study HEM special issuance medical certification process for pilots, drawing from her personal challenges and advocating for pilots facing similar hurdles. In July 2021, in the midst of purchasing a Cessna 150 to use for flight training for herself and her son, she was giving up on ever becoming a licensed pilot. However, through the recommendation and support of a HEMS peer, Stephanie restarted the medical certification process in March of 2022. She aims to submit her second application by the end of 2023. Her story reflects not only her individual triumphs, but also sheds light on the broader issues of mental health awareness and support within the aviation industry. Stephanie's journey is a testament to her unwavering determination And serves as an inspiration for those facing adversity in pursuit of their dreams. Um, She was so well-spoken, and I loved her energy. And Em and I got to, you know, meet her after the roundtable and connect with her. And uh, her story is just so compelling of like why the medical system needs to change and i know everybody that listens to this podcast knows that but when you hear the stories and you're in the room with someone telling that story to you, it's it really hits at home like holy shit like this work has meaning and purpose and it does have impact um because this person has been dealing with the aeromedical system um, and the special insurance process, I think she said for since 2015. So it's been like eight. I want to say she said like eight, yeah, years. eight years. Yeah. So, so 2015, I think it's like almost eight years, but yeah, um, it's insane to me. Like she's had to deal with that and just knowing, like meeting her and, and hearing her speak and all of the things that she's accomplished. It's like, why, why does it have, have to happen to this person? You know? Yeah. Well,
0: I another thing I found about her speech very compelling is she asked the crowd, like, have you or anyone that you know, like, struggled from any sort of mental health or addiction? And, like, the show of hands, it was almost everyone in the room raised their hand. And Mm -hmm. that was another moment that, like, I was like, holy shit, people are actually raising their hands. People aren't afraid right now. People are being real. Um, I don't know. That was again, keep using the same words, but that was a magical, magical freaking moment. Um, it really that is something that like you never forget. And again, just like you said, it it really makes you realize that this is meaningful work. Um, and that what we're doing is gonna make a difference and that it means something and it's good work that we're doing. So yeah. Um what a freaking day that i just again i don't know i don't know i don't have enough words it was just such a freaking cool day but so on the second round table um it was a medical panel and from that panel who spoke was well there was a couple of people and i believe i can just read you their names right here so on the second panel, it was the panel was titled Our Current Approach to Evaluating Mental Fitness, Views from FAA Providers and Researchers. So Elizabeth Burarki, Beth Burarki, who, um who is the Associate Dean from UND, spoke. Dr. Brent Blue, Senior AME, um, who we've had on this show. Go back and listen. He is a goat. Um, can't <laughs> say better things about that man. Uh we had Dr. Penny Giovanetti, which is a household name at this podcast. Um <laughs> yeah. uh, uh William Hoffman, who again we love goaded, um King. Dr. Quay Schneider from um I don't know, he's from a lot of different places. AMAS it, it works for freaking everyone. Very well yeah. connected. If you've been around, you've heard Quay Schneider's name. Um, he's involved in pretty much everything. And then Professor Haley Waters, who was a new name to us. Um, she is the student wellness coordinator and um professional pilot at Middle Tennessee State University. And I really loved what she had to say. She was a really cool girl. I'm glad we got to connect with her. But um, I mean, Billy and Brent killed it. Brent. I mean, I, oh God, I love that man. <laughs> love him. I love him. There is nobody out there saying it the way Brett is saying it. And he is not afraid to say it sitting two people down from Miss Penny G. And I mean, he laid it right out on the table for her the way that nobody else is going to. And of course she did not like that. Um, there was definitely some tension in that room during the second round table um or the second panel i mean yeah. thoughts on penny g uh i'll let you tell the 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 poltergeist g, energy story same. but of course she was the same old penny g telling the same old same story same old speech same old shit all the time same shit
1: different day yep yeah uh it w- I actually was happy that it was Penny showing up because we have, like, she's always been, like, the one that's just against the grain, doesn't want to um, say, you know, how long the special issuance process lasts. She's never ever in support of changing the system and you know she did say even in this meeting that she doesn't even think resources are a good thing for pilots which was so ironic because we were all there as resources for pilots um as I she's saying she... this
0: in front of alpa in the yeah. aopa like, like in front of uh... everyone? <laughs>
1: So, and that's my thing. I'm like, okay, if she is so bold to say that in front of people, you know, she thinks her shit doesn't stink, um, which is fine. It's okay. Like she is the old guard and I think we're hopefully ushering in in a new guard at some point, but, um, she really had to eat it as your mom (laughs) ate that car. She had to eat us at that round table. Like, everyone was not in agreement with her and like you said she said the same thing she's same speech the last four times that she's been able to talk at mental health symposiums and I just think that kind of speaks to the FAA like she is unwilling to change her speech even down to that element that is how stubborn the FAA is
0: she can't even, like, she could, I mean, her speech is essentially two parts. It's the Simone Biles story and then her telling you that, oh, this is all bullshit, essentially. This perceived. is misinformation. Perceived. It's a perceived myth. It's a myth that you can't get your medical back. Only 1%. That's when shit started flying. Um, mm-hmm. She said <laughs> that almost nobody gets their medical denied. Almost everybody gets their medical back. Um, I'm paraphrasing. That's essentially what she said. Uh, And you can watch this. It's on YouTube. Things start flying. Like something fell from the ceiling or something fell off the table, but you can hear it. There's like like an audible crash. And I feel like it's in the second panel at like around 18 minutes is what i feel like i, I like, like how remember. you have the minute pegged and well it, i mean it was just <laughs> freaking iconic i was like was. i looked at maddie and i was like immediately i i i bumper and i go that's like john freaking andy my dad yeah. all these people that have been affected by this that's them throwing shit like i'm telling because you it-
1: bro there's spirits in this room it, but for real, though, because it literally happened right after she said 100 percent, you'll get your medical back. I'm like 100. Like, I wrote that down on my notepad and I was like, what the fuck? One hundred percent. Like I never believe her when she says that.
0: Yeah. So,
1: no. Yeah. I mean, it, again, it was just it's disappointing.
0: It's like we again, we want to collaborate with you again. That's a huge that was a huge um theme of the roundtable was collaboration, team effort. She presents her. She is not a team player. And no. I think the FA is desperate to be a team player. And by sending her, yes, I love that she had to eat that because she needed to. It's about time that she humbles herself. And I don't know how you can have that same attitude with hearing people just bare their heart and soul to you like that but she still did. I mean, the confidence that this woman had when she started her speech about Simone Biles and comparing a pilot losing their livelihood and career to Simone Biles deciding not to compete in the last Olympics, like, tone deaf and blind. Like, just, mm, I don't get it. I don't know who's there. It's like the blind leading the blind. Like, Sure. The lights are on, cheap. but
1: no one's home. I also thought like it was ironic too. like, okay, so after the NTSB roundtable, after all, everybody had said their piece and it ended, um, most of the panel stayed up in the front because they had a big panel at the end. It was like 20 people. And Penny G was part of that panel. So everybody stayed up at the front and then we're like networking and mingling and the audience um, came forward and kind of met with everyone too. So Emma and I went up there um, and for a while I stayed probably maybe like 10 minutes, but I had to go find my iPad because I lost it. And so I had went upstairs and who was in front of me on the escalator, but Penny G and she had like three different people surrounding her. But I was like, wow, she's really like, amped to get out of here as fast as she can and I don't understand why because it's like wouldn't it be nice if we could actually have a conversation with her like we did with Jennifer Holmendy like when we went up to Jennifer she was the nicest person she let us touch her arm and talk to her and thank her and she was like so grateful that we were even up there saying hi to her and thanking her like that would be so nice if that could be Penny and the FAA and be so accepting and and like understanding but no that is yeah. not the the vibe they give and she was ripe to exit that building as soon as she could and i probably honestly i'll give it to her i would have done the same thing
0: after <laughs> miss jennifer saying what's your cap?" <laughs> oh, oh 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 my god y'all please go watch this shit on youtube because when i tell you Oh, my God. I mean, what needed to be said was finally said. And thank you, Miss Jennifer Homendy. I swear, what a queen, another goat. I mm-hmm. literally not enough words to to describe how angelic and amazing this woman is. And she said it just like it needed to be said. And I mean, oh, called her out. At that one point, there was a discussion. I feel like Homendy had kind of called her out on the resource thing that she had said and, and was like, well, don't you think that part of this is like, you say you don't have enough staff? Um, yeah, yeah. And she replied, she was like, yeah, we, again, her reiterating that they only have like, what, two or three people, three doctors doctors looking at this? Um, And so Jennifer goes, well, what's your, what's your cap? Like your are hiring cap. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but she did say cap. She was referring to like how many people they can hire. And Penny says nothing.
1: Like speechless. She was like she- gagged. Gagged. <laughs> she said gagged. Gagged. She was like balking, like, did you just gagged. ask me that? You know?
0: Oh, yeah, no, that's exact and so Jennifer. Miss McConnell again, with mouth wide can- open. No, literally. That was her Mitch McConnell moment. I swear to God, you just nailed it on the freaking head. <laughs> oh my God, savage. So Penny or not not Penny, uh, Miss Jennifer. You see how It's Penny, but it's Miss Jennifer. Miss Jennifer,
1: I love Good Um, Southern girl.
0: Well, there are certain people who I respect. Um, (laughs) uh, Anyway, so Miss Jennifer goes, what's your cap? Again, Penny, speechless, deer in the headlights. And Jennifer says to her, like, I'm a government employee. You're a government employee. You should know, and I know, you should know, what is your cap? (laughs) And at this, like, she's like really like hammering it. And again, Penny literally, she was like, "Uh, uh, 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 (laughs) (laughs) and I am just, oh, I'm sitting there and I am just like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my God, what a freaking day. What a time to be alive, honestly. (laughs) I would not trade that day for... Uh, there's... I don't know. There's there's not a lot I would trade that day for. That was a good damn day. And just to finally have some justice be served, whew, love to see it. Because this is the first time that, again, anyone I feel like has stood up to Penny and said things to her the way that they needed to be said in human terms. Um, For far too long, we've been... forgive me on my french but just pussyfooting around (laughs) pussyfooting around the subject not saying it how it is and boom it happened it happened on december 6th that's a new holiday
1: (laughs) yes it is
0: okay well we discussed our thoughts on the round table um we won't talk about it for too long because i feel like we're gonna be here for another what we've been here for 40 minutes 30 minutes I don't know how long we've been here but we'll touch on it so as we had mentioned our second day um we had a bunch of different congressional meetings and I will just read off which Maddie and I obviously weren't able to be in all of these meetings because some of them were like at the same time so our team had to split up um but I'll just like let you know who PMHC was able to meet with on the hill so we spoke to and this these are their offices, their congressional staffers. Um Representative Kay Granger, Representative Sean Caston, I'm assuming Senator, Senator Kristen Cinema, Representative John James, Chairman, Chairman Sam Graves, who that was a magical moment for me to go into that office, knowing that I petitioned that man for a year and a half. Um that was that was a full circle moment uh we had representative grace napoleon napoleon i can't speak napoleon napoleon um representative Jarrett graves or garrett graves Mm -hmm. representative rick larson who we actually maddie that's that's maddie's connection i feel like that was you could probably speak on that if you want to
1: Oh yeah, like well, that was cool because when Emma and I walked in, um, they had their business cards out and Alex Alexandra Minardi, which is one of the subcommittee, aviation subcommittees legislative assistant for Rick Larson, was there. And Emma and I were supposed to meet with her and we had met with someone who was connected with her and Larson's office. So as soon as we saw our card, like we looked at each other, we're like, wait a second, like we know this name. And so that was nice to like connect with her on that level because um it kind of like solidified that we had already been in contact before we were part of pmhc so that was cool yeah,
0: that was very cool and i feel like it was kind of just like i feel like we got to see like the result of like a lot of your hard work so yeah. i don't know that was that was definitely very cool and then we got to meet with senator cole cole Colblitcher. oh that's Klobuchar. Klobuchar. Um, And then finally, but certainly not least, uh, Senator Ted Cruz's office, which was pretty cool because I feel like, you know everyone's aunt and uncle knows who sam or ted cruz is so <laughs> sam cruz you know sam cruz uh you know <laughs> even though i'm not saying like i like him or anything like that like i you know i maybe i do maybe i don't we don't know that's that's <laughs> just that's up for debate that's up for discussion depends on if he <laughs> likes us really
1: <laughs> yeah if he likes us then we like him like yeah. that's how i and i work
0: yeah uh, uh, <laughs> we're independent <laughs>
1: we just like that male gaze
0: yeah that's all we're really here for (laughs) at the end of the day yeah. okay we're joking we're joking we're joking y'all we're being we're being silly this afternoon this is our end of the year episode after all um we gotta have a little goofs and gaps but Mm -hmm. so yeah that was everyone oh my god my voice what (laughs) was i'm so tired y'all i've been up since the ass crack of dawn damn just in my shit kickers shit kicking away (laughs) like i've really had a day i told maddie before we recorded this i literally got off of work i was like i had to shower because i was literally covered in horse piss so um it it had to happen anyways sorry god damn i really (sighs) i need another break after my three-week break (laughs) (laughs) yeah Oh my god, our poor audience is like, okay, we're just going to stop listening. <laughs> like we're not interested anymore. But okay, so that was our second day, a very, very big, beautiful, magical day, incredibly emotional. Um I was able to share my story, but I definitely didn't anticipate it taking it out of me like it did. And I honestly didn't anticipate the amount of tears. Like I've been telling this story for a really long time and I've been able to tell it for a good while now without getting emotional, but it was hard that day. Um, I had five minutes to tell my story and I felt like I had to hit on some really, really key points, but all of those key points just welted up a lot of emotion in me um so while it was like a fantastic day it was almost a little bit like I want to say traumatizing because it wasn't traumatizing it was just it was it was very emotionally draining um again kind of going back to what I was saying in the beginning you know like it is a labor of love it does take it out of us um that day really showed me that like a this still really hurts me this is something that I don't think I'll ever recover from Um, and be that even to this day, like it's incredible how much my own story can impact me. Um, And after telling my story, that's how I kind of rounded it out and ended it is like, how has this affected me basically in every way, shape, and form, um, which we could get into, which would be another hour. Um, maybe we'll talk about that in its own episode, because I would love to discuss with you guys, like, how this has affected me, um, how I've lived my life because of it. But anyways, it was, it was a great day, but it was emotional. Yeah,
1: I would, it was like a roller coaster, you know, because, like, you had to, like, gather yourself after every meeting. Um, but it was also, like, so fun walking around on the hill other than my feet literally being numb for like two weeks after that well mine Um, are still freaking numb
0: and i was laying in bed the other night and like i'm starting to get concerned like do i have like what's that called damage i don't know nerve damage it almost feels like i got jungle foot or something what's that called (laughs) black long like it's like black long but my feet
1: like yo i don't know but like my toes they, they are slowly starting to get the feeling back. So
0: I don't know those, those two main toes, those two, uh, that yeah. one long one next to the next <laughs> to your big toe. And then the other one next to it, just numb at the pads. And then right there above it, where it attaches to your foot bones, numb. Yeah. Oof. numb I guess it's like the ball of my feet now. I don't know why it it hasn't gotten better, but it's still not better. Um, I don't know, dude and I can't
1: feel and it's driving me nuts mine is like now I'm worried about you because mine has gained some feeling back like I still feel like it's got the numbness going on but like I've the other day it started like tingling like weird feeling and I was like hmm, maybe I'm getting feeling back so I, I am don't a little worried about you my I... so my my nurse mommy said massage your foot and take like magnesium bath or take a supplement I don't know. Maybe I just need to like massage my feet more and get some more like blood flow in there because they're still like numb and they get like, they're cold. Yeah. You should probably be massaging them. But, uh, that was all thanks to the Hill. We walked like, I think five or five miles. I think it was all around or 10. Oh, I have it. I have it here. I'll pull it up in my health app. It Um, was either 10 or five, but it doesn't matter because me and Emma walk so much that our freaking feet were numb for weeks after that's how much we walked on heels and uh I think it was a successful like walk through congress I really so, enjoyed it the process yeah, was really interesting we walked five miles
0: that day okay. yeah Oof, that was rough in heels we crying by the end of it Oh, I know. We looked like two little baby giraffes. And it was it was honestly hilarious. And I was so glad that somebody else was in much as much pain as I was. And that sounds so selfish. But genuinely, Maddie, like, if we wouldn't have had each other's pain like that, I feel like we I don't know, it just wouldn't have been. I wouldn't have survived the day if I wouldn't <laughs> yeah didn't
1: know that you were also feeling the same way I was Um, also Emma and I got left in the dust like so many (laughs) times together because we could barely walk we're like every step we're like uh, (laughs) (laughs) and then we're like where's our men no literally (laughs) who left us why did the boys leave us like we were like we we were having our princess moment with each other and uh we really needed Zach and (laughs) Jesse. yeah no um it was it was one of those moments where we realized damn like
0: damn it is hard without them isn't it like we kind (laughs) of looked at each other we're like do you kind of like miss them right now like and and maddie goes yeah i mean like jesse would never
1: leave me (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) well it was like holy shit like we're on the hill we're like dressed all nice and formal and we're like with all these guys that are all dressed nice and they are half a mile in front of us and I was just like, where's our gentlemen when we meet them? They would have been like carrying us in their arms. Oh, no, I would have been piggybacking. Like it would have been it would have been a piggyback moment for sure. Um, <laughs> no, they would have called us an Uber. They would have said, don't even lift a toe. Yeah, honestly, Uber.
0: <laughs> honestly, let's be so for real. Yeah, that's what would have happened. But you know what? We needed to do that walk, especially in front of the um the Capitol, because yeah that yeah. was sick and i feel like literally just days before we were there like right where we were standing george santos was pulled out of there vanji <laughs> miss vanji um <laughs> diva up not diva down all right so we'll move in to the last but certainly not least big news segment of this episode so like we had mentioned and as you have probably seen on social media maddie and i were published or featured in our first major publication the washington post um talk about one hell of past two weeks again it's just been a real whirlwind uh a lot of things happening all at once it's weird how like God gives you things and he lays it on thick it life really said girl you got lemonade <laughs> or literally you got lemons make lemonade um so yeah I'll let you read I'll let you read the first
1: one okay. um what, what our little piece was Okay, I'll go to our piece. Okay, so it says Emma a pilot who created the aeromedical reform petition, and Maddie Miller, an aviation wellness expert and former airline employee, host the pilot's pandemic podcast since 2021 the pair have worked to expose cracks in the FAA's mental health system they interview a wide spectrum of experts including pilots who have first hand experience with the medical certification process widows of pilots who died by suicide medical experts and activists lasco whose late father and uncle were pilots who struggled under the FAA's medical reporting system, said the podcast is approaching 100 episodes. It really starts with breaking the silence, she said. On the podcast, the hosts and guests decry the obstacles that discourage pilots from seeking help or staying the course to reinstatement. Look
0: at us. us. Look at us shining. (laughs) Go, my little star shine. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. big moment um i'll probably that that'll be on my grave on my tombstone i'm gonna frame it that's from the next article that's going up on my wall i know which we that reminds me we got to figure out how we can get like a physical copy of that
1: i know it it, like is it printed because i would like love to have the printed version of it
0: same same like that's something we got to find out like i don't even know if they print that anymore
1: but you would think they do but I maybe wonder, not um, when uh andrea said it was a1 i was like does that mean the column that it's in and a1 is like almost front page or close to uh, i don't know i don't know <laughs> we'll
0: just tell ourselves
1: that's what it is
0: a- i was like what does
1: that mean she said a lot of people have seen this story
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've got it. I have to message her. That reminds yeah, me. Yeah, email
1: her. her. I think she for, um doesn't have your email for some reason. And I know we're recording right now, but I will. <laughs> she was like the the woman who reported on this. Andrea Sachs is her name. Such an amazing person. Like I really felt that she cared, and even through the story, like she highlighted all the people that have been on our podcast and. Um, especially Jamie Drain. I was so happy that Jamie's story was shared. So um, I hope if Andrea is listening, like I was so impressed by her and just so grateful that she wanted to honor us in this way and and share about us even. That was like so nice of her. Yeah,
0: no. And just like when it, like she, there was follow-up with her and I don't know, it she respected us. And that's, again, I don't know like what, that is the bare minimum. But, like I said, it's been this has been a long journey for Maddie and I. And I feel like for a really long time, it's been a lot of like having to prove ourselves, um almost in a sense, prove that we're not crazy. And then finally, all of this is coming to light. And it's like I almost don't expect people to take us that serious um because mm-hmm. I'm so used to them not. And then for somebody to come along to actually, legitimize us and and give us a platform a big a fast platform so yes to her thank you so big and i mean seeing jamie's story because not that like anyone's story is more important than the others but i feel like jamie's story just i feel like hasn't got a, a chance to like truly shine um and she finally got that recognition and I'm just I love that um that mm-hmm. made my heart really really happy so I'll read I'll read a small part um from her excerpt and Jamie has been on the podcast her episode is episode no- number 47 so if you haven't listened to her story, definitely go back and listen to that one. So it says, in 2013, a Southwest pilot named James Drain started showing signs of depression. He later attempted suicide, but survived. After contemplating treatment, he focused all his energies on regaining his medical cer- certification. He saw the FAA required specialist, including a forensic psychologist who charged several thousands of dollars and spent... spent hours completing completing equally expensive cognitive tests. He submitted his thick docket of documents by mail and patiently waited for a response. Quote, he didn't fly for two years, and yet he was jumping through every hoop the F.A. was putting in front of him. End quote. Jamie Drain, his widow, said from her home in Minnesota. Quote, they would say, you need to do this, and now you need to do this and this, and this, and this, and he was doing it. Shortly after he got his answer from the FAA and they denied him from his license, Drain said. On May 21st, 2015, I was out on a trip. He was, he went to a hotel room and he took his life. If he'd been able to get proper help and do it openly, I honestly believe he would still be here with me today, end quote. So, Again, ugh, ugh, I just got that full-body chill like I'm about to cry. Um, that's Jamie's story. Again, go back and listen to Jamie's episode. It is episode 47. Um, woman has been through a lot and has a really, really big story to tell. So I'm I'm glad that she got to do it. Um, so... Dr. Billy Hoffman, who we've mentioned a lot on this episode, he has been on the podcast as well before. He is someone that we are in close contact with, who we admire and respect a bunch. Um, he was mentioned in this article as well. He was on episodes number seven. Sorry for the quality of that episode or number seven, like, <laughs> like yeah. but I try not to per- I try to forget those times. That um, was an
1: o g
0: episode. OG episode. uh, it like literally BC before Christ, BM before Maddie.
1: <laughs> Dude, I love that though.
0: <laughs> and so it's episode seven and episode number 26. So he has like, and there is more to some of these quotes. I'm just like skimming um, some of the more impactful ones, which it's all impactful, but you know what I mean? So it says his quote is, this population faces some tremendous psychological or sociological, I cannot speak, psychological, <laughs> sociological stressors that are risk factors to depression, said William Hoffman, a neurologist and affiliated assistant professor of aerospace aviation at the University of North Dakota. Quote, then you add in healthcare avoidance and the loss of certificate and it really doubles down on them. And- Billy has like a big, long spigot in that. Go read the article. Um, He had some really good things to say. Uh, I will let you, I'll let you read Anne, but I'll just quickly go over Joe. Joe LaRusso, who you've heard us talk about a bunch on this show. We love Joe. He is episodes number 39 and 69. Um, So go and listen to Joe's episodes if you haven't. Joe Larusso, the, a lawyer, um, said aviation aviators are fully aware of the consequences of lying on the form. the quid- The criminal offense is punishable by five years in prison and two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in fines. Therefore, many pilots fill out the form truthfully, but at the cost of their ha- at, But at a cost to their health. "Quote: We know there's a bunch of clinical science and data that says." If we can address anxiety and depression first, it won't build into something more chronic, he said. But pilots aren't even willing to get that treatment because now they're not lying. So I don't know if that made sense. I can barely read you guys. Oh, God. <laughs> That's something we know, it's getting
1: late in the evening.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, what is it? It's seven o'clock here right now. Um, I've yeah. been up since seven. It's been a long day. Okay. Our brains so... don't work.
1: Yes, 10 o'clock I'll, um, I'll let
0: you read the last quote last but definitely
1: certainly not least so last one was ann hauser which everybody knows her episode if you guys want to listen to it is number 54 and obviously Anne shared her story about john her son um but i'm just going to read the last part of that um so John Hauser's parents, who are both medical practitioners, only learned of John's mental health issues through the messages he left behind um, and said he likely kept them private because he didn't want to jeopardize his passion for flying or his future career as a pilot, um, which is pretty much the message of most of our guests. Um, the reason why they don't disclose is because they don't want to lose their license. So, um I'm glad all those people were highlighted. All of them have been on the podcast. um, And it kind of shows like, obviously, we've been talking to the right people over the years on our podcast.
0: Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I I feel like, again, I've repeated myself a lot. um, And I'm kind of sounding like a broken record. But it these past couple of weeks have really affirmed to me that we have been doing the right thing and there have been a lot of naysayers and a lot of people to try and get us to shut the fuck up and not do and not say and not share to the level that we've been sharing. And, um, I just know, you know, now we know it's like, this isn't just us telling each other that it's like, this is facts now, like this is happening. Um, get on board or you're going to be left in the dust because this, this is real. So i'm very very proud of us uh again i i I say it so much but it it really has taken like this village of people to get us to where we have gotten and to get us all to where we needed to go um without every single person that's been on this podcast without every single person that's been in our dms without every single person that's listened to this podcast like there i feel like we wouldn't be where we're at right now um and I truly believe that while there have been so many different reasons why reform is where it is today and as it stands, I do feel like we've definitely had a a, a good bite-sized chunk in that and the reasoning why it's come to fruition. And in that is so many people with us. It's not just Maddie and I, it's Maddie, I, and, and like, hundreds of others. I mean, there are so many people that we talk to that don't come on the podcast. Um, and we ride for these people. These are the people that we're trying to help better their lives. So yeah. Anyways, I'm just very, very grateful and appreciative of everyone who's been supporting this message, supports it now and has supported it from the beginning. Um, just know that that support is, is worth effort it, it means something it is advocating
1: yeah and uh thank you guys for just like listening to em and i I think em and i every time we're like wow people actually listening to us talk they care about us it just it's a nice feeling to know that what we're talking about other people care about because this has brought me a lot of purpose um and i really love um, when we receive messages that say thank you for doing this because it again reaffirms that what we're doing means something to other people too. Um, So thank you guys. And then also, if you are listening and you haven't gotten to tell your story, I honestly say time and time again, now is the time to tell your story. I do not think that you'll ever have retribution sought against you just because the FAA now has to kind of be on the side of pilots and they are in the spotlight. So um, if you guys want to tell your story or write an affidavit, We would love to hand deliver that for you because Emma and I are planning to go back to D.C. in March with PMHC and talk to more congressional leaders. So we're still collecting those stories. Um, Or if you want to tell your story on the Pilots pandemic, we'd love to have you. Um, Next year, we have a lot of amazing guests lined up already. Um, So it's going to be a busy year, but we can't wait to share those stories with you guys
0: yeah yeah i definitely big things coming and big things in store so yeah stay tuned i promise that we are going to get back into this um our our time has just been we've been really run thin these past couple of months i think we had to do it that way to be able to get to where we got this past two weeks but um we thank you all for like being there regardless of the breaks and gaps in time. Um it really does mean a lot to us. So with that um I don't think there's anything else that I wanted to touch on. Oh, one thing I did want to say because we don't we're not doing our fun questions, I did want to do like a little pop culture moment and Ooh. I don't know. This is like trivia. Just something that I was thinking about today in the car. So I finally got Maddie into Real Housewives and she hasn't yet watched the Real Housewives Beverly Hills, but for all my pop culture girlies out there, they know, um, the whole Sutton saga that's been going on, the name, um, name, mum name, 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 have you seen that meme, Maddie? No. Okay. <laughs> what is okay. happening over there? <laughs> well, okay. So there's, in one scene they're arguing and, um, she says to this woman Sutton, like, and da 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 said this about you, and this is what everyone's saying, and Sutton goes, she's real country, name them, name them, name them, right? That energy is the same energy as Jennifer, what's your cap? what's your cat what's your cat (laughs) and i'm wondering if maybe miss jennifer could be a real housewives girly i don't know i'm just putting it out there i'm manifesting this (laughs) maybe one day i'll get to ask her myself but i swear it was the same kind of energy and if you know you just freaking know um anyways that's my little pop culture moment uh pop culture hour because people actually do enjoy that so um (laughs) Yeah, that's just been on my mind. Heavy. Name them. Anyways, <laughs> we gotta go. We got to go. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy Kwanzaa. Uh, Merry New Year. Have a great freaking time. Um, also gonna be woke for a second. I do know that this is one of the most depressing times of the year for a lot of people. Um bearing that in mind there are people and people there who will listen to you i know it's not a great resource but 988 suicide hotline number um yeah i definitely and if you just want somebody to talk to shit send me a dm can't promise i'll open it immediately but like shoot me a message because There's definitely nobody who knows better than Maddie and I that like the holidays are a tough time of the year when you've lost loved ones or just anything traumatic in your life. So even if you're not close with your family, it's just these are hard times for a lot of different people. So I hope everyone out there is trying to enjoy the holidays. But if you're not, hey, fuck Christmas. (laughs) it's just another day to me all right y'all we love you so much thank you all for tuning this week and listening um please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the show five stars because anything less is just mean um Please, if you have a dollar, 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 dolla, um, give it to PMHC this year in the season of giving. Give to PMHC to help pilots um, and help reform. We really would appreciate it. Also helps us do things like DC and like other future events that we have coming up on the horizon. So help us out. Help us. Help you. Anyways, toodles, y'all. Talk to y'all whenever we talk to you next. Bye.